Music, one of life's greatest pleasures, has tremendous power. The power to bring a tear to the eye or quiet a racing mind. Music also has the power to heal and has been used through the ages to treat depression, create energy, induce sleep, relieve chronic pain, reduce stress, and even cure diseases. And now, musician and author Michael Tyrrell has created Whole Tones, the Healing Frequency Music Projects. These frequencies were studied in the music of King David and believed to have astounding healing effects. Now you can benefit from this revitalized ancient healing music therapy simply by listening daily to this music in the comfort of your own home, car, or office. Reward yourself with the gift of healing and transformation. Don't miss this opportunity to get an absolutely free sample of this music so that you can begin benefiting right away. Just visit WholeTonesLive.com and get a free sample of these soothing, relaxing, revitalizing musical tones. Visit WholeTonesLive.com today for your free sample. That's W-H-O-L-E-T-O-N-E-S Live.com. WholeTonesLive.com. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji. It's all about straight talk with some of the biggest global icons, leaders, entertainers, motivational speakers, authors, life coaches, relationship experts, social advocates, and extraordinary friends as they treat themselves their experiences, and share their unfiltered thoughts about life issues. I believe in stripping the lies and empowering the mind through the freedom of expression. I'm unapologetic about being open, so I motivate my guests to tell it like it is, and help my listeners build a presence of mind while finding their voice. So it's all about the best in authentic conversations, with real people about real life experiences. So let's keep it unfiltered, unscripted, uncensored, and uncut. You're welcome to today's episode. Talk with Alex Akurji, and yes, my, my name is Alex Akurji, and I'm your and our cast live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. How are you both? Well, you know how, how it is we talk Wednesday. I'm usually very 
you know, excited and very giddy because, you know, it's so much fun just getting right in front of you and having so much deep, meaningful conversation. And last week on the Naked Talk, we had a really great show. Until Wednesday, I had a guest, um, singer, writer, writer, publisher of Evolution Magazine, Azizat Allen. We talked about the good love, and Azizat did share a lot about her, her thoughts on love and just and on love as regards relationships, um, as well as career, her spirituality, and a lot of things. And it'd be nice uh, to have her, you know, strip herself and even talk about, you know, like, um, you know, being married and, you know, just talk about a lot of issues. Blogger, you know, American blind blogger, um, also leading you out of darkness into the light. Emotional coach, Maxwell Ivy, all the way from Texas. And i to have, you know, just, a full-blown show, you know, Maxwell was such a gentleman, very positive, and he was very inspiring as well. And we did have, you know, fun, meaningful conversations. And, you know, I always look forward to my conversations. I long for it because there's always something to take away, something to learn, and something to empower our minds. And it's really, really weird. All of these conversations are always so different, you know. So, yes, welcome back to another Talk Wednesday, and I'm very excited to be here. Uh, wherever you're listening from, from around the world, this is a one place to feel comfortable, feel confident, like it is talk. No sugar, and I can speak to my special guest today on the show. I look forward to this absolute, you know, absolute conversation. I mean, like, I was story. Uh, but this is Make It Talk, and just before we get into the main show, uh, uh, we have a quick message from um, our friends. First of all, this episode of the Naked Talk TNT O25 is brought to you by Evolution Magazine. Evolution Magazine is all about bringing you, your, of course, bringing you the hair side of life. You can find it at www.evolutionmagazine.com. And of course, our friends. Movies, movies, books, music, and um, all the best uh, intellectual property. Uh, well, um, yes, and you can find them at www.tonyokroji.com. And, of course, um, our friends are QTB Entertainment and Events. QTB Entertainment is, uh, your, is all, is all your, one, your one-stop shop, sorry, is your one-stop shop for all the best in A-class entertainment and events. And, of course, you can find them at www.qtbevents.com. And yes, share uh, share your closet, share your closet by SYC hashtag SYC. Yes, if you're feeling very charitable and philanthropic, uh, please join the SYC. It's all about sharing your closet this month of September. And of course, the SYC is brought to you by um, Jagger the Paul Foundation in conjunction with the QTB events. You can find them on Twitter. Just check them out or go to www.jagadefoundation. Now, it's the Naked Talk, and you know how it is. It's very unscripted, very uncensored, very uncomfortable. They're not scripted, costly. Everything is just, you know, straight talk. And I can't wait to, you know, get into today's show. Well, when a not London-born artist was banded from his group, The Frack, um, you know, the, the next year's witnessed him quietly and carefully nurturing his first full body of work as a solo artist, owing his magnetic inspiration to his late-night efforts and the sometimes desperate sense of alienation. He explores the themes of genuine expression and vulnerability about love, loss, betrayal, romance, fantasy, anxiety, and reality in his music. But at the heart of his songwriting is something more poignant, a sense of soul-searching and spiritual wandering. 
almost like mirrors into his soul. Uh, he's proved with the release of his solo EP Indigo that he knows a lot about foreign, yes, and what it takes to rise above the waves of Indigo. But I can't wait to speak with my special guest, Michael Kilbay, on the show today. And, um, you know, uh, let me see. Uh, hey, Michael, hi. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hi, oh, hi, Michael. Fantastic. Just in time. <laughs> <laughs> right, I mean, I knew you were here. I thought, I, you know how excited I was to just find out. Finally, you made it. Like, I made it, yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's nice to have you. First of all, it's nice to have you here on The Naked Talk with Alex Akurji. I'm very excited to to speak with you. You know, I've been looking forward to this conversation and just you know, getting to learn a bit more about you and your 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 music and your journey and your you know your thoughts basically yeah absolutely um, but how's the weather how's the weather in london right now how's the weather there uh terrible really terrible i know it seems like an obvious thing to say but there, again there's no real summer in london <laughs> um this summer we've had about one week of sun and it's yeah it's raining most of today not even just sort of light rain but heavy angry rain so um not so good how is it where you are well, um, it, it, you know, it, it rained, I think, for the early part of today, but it's pretty cool, which is, you know, we're in, we don't have summer, summer all around, you know. Yeah. Uh, this is usually like one of the cooler, you know, cooler, uh, cooler parts, no, season, sorry, of, you know, <laughs> the year. So, yes, it's kind of cool. It rained a bit. It rained every day. It rained a bit, but it's pretty just cool. It's a bit misty, but, uh, yeah. But, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that global okay. warming, so, that global warming myth. What? Yeah, the global warming ride. <laughs> okay, uh, you know, uh, let's just let's just kind of like just get into this conversation. Now, first of all, um, we're really really glad to have you here on the show, and I'm sure there are lots of actually lots of people called into the show. Uh, first, um, just before we get into the conversation, if you're listening wherever you're listening from around the world, don't forget if you want to join the conversation. I see a lot of people dialed in. Make sure you use your hand raising effect. Press one so that we know that you want to speak to either me or Michael or you want to contribute to the conversation or share something. Okay, so some people down into the show already. Um, okay. Uh, okay, I think we let's, you know, let's just uh, take this. Michael, hold on. I know we haven't even started this, but uh, there's someone down there. So let's just uh, okay. Just hang on one second. Uh, yeah. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Michael. It's Michelle. <laughs> oh, hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing just fine. How are you? Very good, thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yeah, it's great to have you on. This is a it's a three-way interview right now. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for calling into the show. Oh, I love it. I love your voice. Thank you, Michelle. Both yeah, of oh, you. thank you. Both of you. You found us uh, on you. Twitter, didn't you, a couple of days <laughs> yes, ago? Yes, of course. That's right, yeah. Well, yes. you're very... You know, uh, well, you know, I just want to just say is that, you know, you know, I, you know, like I said in my, you know, a lot of my Twitters, I have followed so much in music since I was, you know, two, three years old. It's always been my life. That's mm-hmm. how it gets me through things. Yeah. And what I like are your videos are so natural. It's you. There's no showy off. There's no fancy lights and sounds and all mm-hmm. that. It's you. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's mainly due to so budget awesome. at the moment. But, um, but, yeah, I'm glad that comes across. Um, hopefully when there is a bigger budget available, I'll still keep that sort of intimate um, essence to the videos, I hope. So, so 
So thank yeah, you. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah, that's one thing that that was the first thing I noticed. It was just that intimacy, that right there. It's you, your natural being, your natural self, your natural, you know, way, you know, putting out your, you know, your music. Mm-hmm. And that is just, it, it's so beautiful, especially when you sang Unchained Melody. That was just so beautiful. It came out oh. so strong and so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, I I get Thank quite so a lot much, of suggestions. Thank you so much, Michelle, for, for calling in and just sharing yes. your thoughts with Michael. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Michelle. Peace Thank you. Okay, okay, um, okay, okay, Michael. Um, you know, first of all, that's really, really sweet. And, you know, it's kind of funny. It, it's not funny, but it's true, you know, what Michelle just said. Um, it does come across, you know, you come across, you know, we can get your essence, really, when we watch you and when you, you know, when you watch you perform. Um, there's not all of the distraction that usually happens in videos, you know, like she said, you know, so I think that she does really have um, a very important point. But, you know, for those listening, let's talk about you now. How would you describe Michael Kilby? What would you say? I mean, for those who have not had the privilege to come across your work and, you know, who you really are, how would you describe yourself? Um, the, the guy that seems, to, that seems to have everything but sings as though he has nothing, I think, <laughs> would be quite a, um, a one-liner to sum it up. But um, to be honest, I don't know. Um, I have no idea. A, a huge part of what I sing about is... Um, issues you know with identity and, and who we who we really are and as we go through life we build sort of pictures of the past of of who we are and misleading you know sort of self images so for me my music is the mm-hmm. ultimate it's the ultimate form of sort of self exploration and, and self discovery um mm-hmm. so if you're discovering my music for the first time it's uh, highly emotive it's um honest sincere and um i i like to think it's quite melodic hopefully and uh, yeah, and the lyrics are very, very meaningful to me. And um, it, it always has to be real. I, I'll never, I can't play a show, or I can't do a cover of a song or write anything um, without it being very real and and feeling that urge to do it. So, so that's what I mm-hmm. say. <laughs> okay, okay. So let me ask you this. I mean, um, I know that um, you are um, a singer and you're a songwriter as well, um, but. What, what, uh, how about you tell us a little bit about your journey? How did you stumble on music? How did music stop for you, you know, for you? When did you stop performing? At what age did you stop performing? Um, well, I was lucky. I had a very good education. And, um, I think my very first school, we used to sing like the Christmas songs and we had like a nativity play. And, um, I think I always wanted to sing louder than the other children. Um, there's something about just music that just resonated with me. Um, and, you know, at break times, other kids would be running around playing in groups and I'd sort of just be walking by myself sort of singing or, um, or just, just daydreaming and hearing, you know, things. I mean, my mum played a lot of classical music as well, which I think, um, I don't know, there are studies that classical music, uh, listening at a young age helps you in, in some way musically. So that probably played a part as well. But, um, yeah, really, from my earliest memories, my earliest conscious memories, music was there in some in some form. Um, and then I started learning the recorder, and then the oboe, which is an orchestral instrument, and um, and got my first guitar aged eleven or twelve, I think. And then it's pretty much been that way since. Um, unable to put the guitar down, which is such a great instrument. 
Um, okay, so let's talk about your, you know, your songwriting. Um, first of all, let me ask you this. I mean, I can hear a little bit of feedback. Are you listening to me somewhere else? Are you? Hello. Oh, I'm. Sa- I'm. I'm. Uh, can you hear okay, me? Because you can actually hear the entire room. Yes, I can. But I also hear a little bit of the sax, so it, you might kind of want to like um, reduce that because you can actually hear everything from wherever you, from where we're chatting from. So. Um, yeah. I'm inside a room. Is it echoing? Is there an echo? Because I'm I'm in no, a bed. It's not, no, it's not that. No, no, it's not the echo. I just could hear like. Okay, but it's fine. It's 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 okay. Um, now let's talk here. about. Let's talk about. I know. No, I can hear myself. Like so, oh. but you're not listening to me from two different. Are you listening to me from two different um, no, places? Just on, just on no? Skype. But I'll try and turn okay, it down. Okay. Okay, no, that's fine. Okay, anyway, um, let me ask you this. What do you like the most about being a musician? Um, the ability to, well, you, you never know what you're going to create next. Um, I'm in the fortunate position where I'm an independent musician, so I'm not signed to any major label that tells me what to do um, or tells me you know, what something has to sound like. Um, so what excites me is knowing that what I create next I don't know what it's going to be, and it could be, you know, a bit folky, it could be rocky, it could be, you know, purely acoustic ballad. Um, but I like to keep, you know, my audience guessing just by, um, yeah, just by being honest. And I've got quite an eclectic music taste. So the best thing is just being able to express yourself, really. Um, you know, some people paint, some people and express yourself that it's... Um, so, so, yeah, that's that's what's, that's what I like most. Okay. And yeah, so I I I think that you know that comes up in your music very expressive. There are lots of emotions, different kinds of emotions actually, and we'll probably talk about them. But let me ask. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna move over to another part of the room because every now and then I'm losing a bit of uh, clarity in in what you're saying. So. Okay. Okay. Um, sorry, um, could you repeat that question? Hear what I said? No, I didn't. Sorry, could you repeat it? Okay, I said that. What do you, what? What do you like the most about being um, a musician? Okay, I gave quite a long answer. Did you not hear it? Was it? Did it not come across? No, sorry. I said, what do you? Sorry, what do you? What do you not like the most? What do you like oh. the least? Sorry. Oh, That's what do I like the least? What do you like oh, the least? Okay. I mean, we talked about what you like the most, but what do you like the least? What don't you like about being a musician? Um, well, I'm I'm somebody that's not very money driven. I'm not a particularly good businessman, um, and I probably you know <laughs> should be better at that. But um, um, basically, well, I'm, the, I'm the lack of uh, very, the uh, lack of a stable income that comes from being a musician, um, you know, especially today where less and less people are buying records and there's less money in music generally. Um, you know, people buy like mm-hmm. a cup of coffee for a dollar, or well, four or five dollars. Mm-hmm. Then when it comes to buying a record for a dollar, they're reluctant to do so sometimes. So that is probably the thing I like least is that um, financially. Particularly mm-hmm. safe, but who cares about money anyway? <laughs> okay, but now you're a songwriter, and that's also something that not a lot of people um, write their own songs, right? Yeah. And you tend to write your songs. You write a lot of your songs. And as a songwriter, it's sometimes I want to ask, what inspires your music and your songwriting? Um, how do you develop your lyrics? Your lyrics, you know, how do you get to develop your lyrics? Sorry, bear with me. I'm just gonna. I had some other windows open. Can you hear me? Sorry about that. I had um, an echo. 
I was hearing your question twice in okay. short succession. I think that's better now. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So I was asking, I said that you're a songwriter, right? Yeah. And not a lot of people are um, talented enough or are lucky enough to be able to write their own songs. Mm -hmm. So as a songwriter, what inspires your songwriting? How do you develop your lyrics? Um, well, it's strange because I've been, I've been looking online recently, watching some other blogs from other musicians. There's a, something called a rule of nine where they say every nine things you write, one of them's good or something, and that you should be writing mm -hmm. in a day. Um, I, I really agree with that. I write probably three or four times a year, um, three or four ideas a year, um, because I only do it when I, oh, wow. when I feel the urge, when I feel, you know, something there. Um, mm -hmm. And there always does seem to be something there when it happens. So uh, at that point, I usually just grab my mobile phone recorder because it's the most convenient thing and just get down the idea there, basically. Um my phone recorder's got thousands and thousands of voice recordings over the last six years, and I genuinely don't know what I would have done without them. I'm not sure how Mozart coped <laughs> or anyone like that when they had an idea, because <laughs> it's right there when you need it, and you can, um, when you're in that mm -hmm. moment, that 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 moment of inspiration, um, mm. you can't you can't recapture that later. You might think, oh, I had that idea and blah blah, but when you've got the phone recording, you've got yeah. it captured in its rawest essence. And once you've got it captured there, mm -hmm. at least then you can then you can then build on it. And um, normally over the next two or three mm. weeks, lyrics will come to me while I'm walking around. Um, it comes mm. together in bits and pieces. It's, uh, and then, um, mm. and I suppose that's it, really. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, you know what? I'm gonna take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. Let's take a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll be back. Okay. www.alexokorji.net to reserve your copy and win two VIP tickets to the book tour in MASH. Okay, we're back. And if you're just tuning in, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. And yes, I'm broadcasting live from Lagos, Nigeria. And I have with me in the house uh, my special guest, Michael Kilbey, all the way from London. Um, he's a British singer, 
singer-songwriter, basically what he likes a lot about music. And, um, yeah, uh, let's see. Michael, hi. Oh. Oh, hi, Michael. Uh, am I there? Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay, let me ask you this. Um, What would you say is your style of music? How would you uh, – what is your music? I've been trying to figure out, you know, is it rock? What kind of – you know, what's your genre of music? I've been trying yeah. to find the right – I think I'm still trying to figure it out, to be honest. Um, I really don't like I don't like genres in general because I think that once you put something in a genre, you, you limit yourself to what you can then create. It's like, oh, I'm a folk artist. It's like, well, I've, I've got some rock songs that I'm really passionate about performing. So um, I know it's not ideal, really, because especially to be you know, a commercial success, you have to have a very consistent sort of brand. Um, Mm-hmm. There's certainly a consistent brand in terms of the, you know, the honesty and the sin- sincerity of what I write. But I'd say it ranges from, you know, delicate, intimate, acoustic um, singer-songwriter affair to sort of epic, epic rock, really. Um, and okay. within it, the occasional folky twist as well thrown in. So, I mean, I play the oboe and I play that on some of the songs and that gives it a bit of a folky twist in certain pieces. Mm. But um, in terms of summing up in one sentence, I must admit, as you're struggling to do, I, I struggle the same way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? How about we do How about we do something? Let's play um, a quick song from um, Michael and we'll be back. This is Indigo. <laughs> Not on your side 
Um, yeah, not even consciously, not even after a particular experience. Maybe there's something that happened. Um, because I think I understand what, where Michelle is coming from. Like you don't. Yeah. Like, this isn't a direct like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I mean that's why I write things down. You know, because yeah. you don't. <laughs> you know, maybe it's just the moment. Yeah. No, yeah, there have been a couple of, of songs that are directly about actual, you know, people and specific events, actually. That is that is true. Indigo's a bit more, as I said, of, of a sort of a cocktail of things. It's it's less directly about a person, um, mm-hmm. more about a fantasy or a feeling or, you know, a sort of, yeah, just an, an escape, a sense of escapism more than being directly oh, yeah. about. Oh, wow. Things. That's chilling because that's just how, exactly how I am. <laughs> oh, that's just, oh, that just gave me goosebumps because that's exactly oh. how I am. Keep writing. Oh, I do. Yes. Because yes, that, and that is just so, you know, so part of me and I've written probably since I was five years old. Wow. And it's, it's just, oh, really? you know, because I've gone through so much trauma my whole life. You know, from family abuse to, um, you know, abuse through relationships, chronic abuse, people walking out on me because I'm disabled, you right. know, to just so many things, one after another after another. It's just like, you know, somebody wrote to me one time and, you know, mentioned about, you know, faith and love and hope. And I'm like, you know what, I'm done. Sometimes I've just had, I'm tired of mm-hmm. hearing that, you know, you get mm-hmm. to the point where you just don't want it in here because it's chronic. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had 10 people, yeah. you know, say, oh, my gosh, you're disabled. I don't want to have anything to do with you. Well, how fair is that? Uh, really? You know? So that's where I write a lot of things, really? you know, about. Yes. Okay, yeah. but you, I'm you know Irish. What, Michelle, you really should. Sorry? You know, I'm Irish. Can you hear me? I'm stubborn. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I get kicked down, but you know what? You know, you've got to pick yourself back up. And that's what I try to do my best, mm-hmm. you know. That's and like you, through right. music, you know, I do it through my writing. Yeah, because it's you know, art is open to all of us. There's no there's no password or barrier. Yeah. Anyone we can all create, and there's no shame in the creative mm-hmm. moment. So um, no. yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Okay, okay, um, sir, I'm gonna just do, but um, you know, just first of all, this is really, really. Um, um, Meaningful conversation, actually, um, you know, and I would like to say that Michelle shouldn't stop writing. I, I know what you guys, I know what she's saying because I started writing as well. Um, when I started sharing share my blog, and I took to writing after my separation and divorce. And so I know, kind of know what it feels like to sort of pen your thoughts and express yourself and just escape. You know, just like you said, uh, Michael. Um, mm. So, but you know, there's something about you see, here's what's happening. There's something about indigo when you hear the song. There's something that draws you know, it kind of just draws you out, right? So mm-hmm. it almost like a soul searching, so to speak. And I think I can understand where Michelle is coming from because you listen to you know, you listen to the song and it kind of just puts you in a different kind of mood. It kind of makes you want to think about your life and. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, what's the what's the word am I what, what word am I going to use? Um, almost like introspection, you know, like you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so you know, it kind of makes you think about the things that you're going through and where you are, and that's why I wanted to ask you what what it was you were thinking at the time when you wrote the song. Right. Um, but yeah, let's talk let's talk about other things. 
Um, who would you say are your favorite bands? Do you have favorite bands? What kind of songs do you listen to? What are you listening to currently? Um, um, I must admit, I don't listen to an awful lot of uh, of new music. Um, maybe I'm looking in the wrong places. But uh, I'm more interested <laughs> in discovering older artists that I, that I, that I didn't hear. For example, um, someone's a little bit like Nick Drake, who's an old English singer-songwriter from the 70s. So mm-hmm. I've been like, oh, okay, I'll go mm-hmm. have a little to Nick Drake. So I've been listening to quite a lot of his music, which is, again, quite sort yeah. of, um, it's quite hushed and mellow, and not with not with this sort of epic rock edge that I have in some of my songs. But mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, it's it's similar kind of vibe, very imaginative, and uh, I've really enjoyed listening to his stuff lately. Um, but I also love, you know, my rock bands, you know, love the Foo Fighters and, um, and classic, you know, rock bands from the 90s and, Radiohead. Uh, so yeah, as I said, I, I have got quite an eclectic taste, really. You know, I don't so much listen yeah. to classical music anymore, but um, as I said, it's a big part. I played a lot when I was growing up, and as long as there's, you know, it's, as long as it's got emotion, it's got sort of emotive drive, and it's really, you know, it's being made for a reason. It's not just music for the sake of music. Um, then, then I've got time for it, really. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Let me let me let me let me now ask you this, um, and this is just you know getting from the conversation that we just had. Um, can you tell? Is, is there any particular painful experience? Because I, you know, I've kind of noticed something that's very consistent in you know my conversation with you is that there's something very dark and mysterious about you. You're almost like a loner. Are you a loner? Like, do you what? You keep to yourself. You know, do you do you do you do fun? Do you do other fun? Do you hang out with friends? What do you do? I was, like, singing, like, music. Um, just, just stay in my bedroom, really. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a bit, especially at the moment, I'm a bit of a loner. I go through patches as well where I can be more outgoing certain times, but generally, okay. certainly recently as well, I've been um, a little bit depressed, to be honest. Um, a lot of my, I think a lot of my music's been written while I've been feeling depressed. Um but yeah, I, I suppose I, I would say I'm a bit of a loner. <laughs> I've got a few friends that um, I hold very dear, but I'm certainly not the kind of person that would, you know, go off to, uh, on a on a stag do with 30 people to Spain or something, you know, on a, a lad's holiday. That's that's not really my idea of fun. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Tell me, what's your what's your idea of fun? I'm really trying to get to know because I noticed, you know, that you're like. So what is your what would be your idea of fun what would be cool what would you find really cool um what would you consider to be cool playing uh playing my songs with five or six amazing musicians all on the same wavelength to an audience of well to an audience of any size really actually it doesn't matter if it's a hundred or a hundred thousand people um Mm. the best moments in my life have been those moments where and they're very rare moments where the whole band or the whole thing you're trying to create comes together and everyone is on the same page everyone is in that moment which is really quite rare to achieve when you're getting you know session musicians to play with you because you know they're not invested mm-hmm. in the songs the emotions of them but at mm-hmm. times you do get these mm-hmm. moments where everyone is there and you know it's there because the audience knows it's there and everyone in the room feels it and so that is those have been the best moments of my life when when I've achieved them and I guess the aim is to achieve many more of them <laughs> but um Okay. I, I guess you probably wanted an answer away from music. 
but uh, what else would I say? I love watching um, my local soccer team score. I'll say soccer for the American listeners. Um, I support my my local soccer team, and when they score, that's also a huge rush. It's um, there's a great deal of spirituality I feel in football, which is actually sorry soccer, which is actually quite closely linked. Well, to I say football. football. We say football here in Niger. In Africa, <laughs> yeah, we say football as well. Football, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I do do a few normal activities as well. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. When you say your local, when your your local team, what what team is that? Um, they're called Barnet. That's B A R N E T. Okay. Barnet FC. They they're okay. in the fourth division down. So they're not, you know, Chelsea, okay. Arsenal, Manchester okay. United. They're um, a very intimate okay. sort of family club, which is why I like it. You know, the players, okay. you sort of recognise everyone when you go. It's not like a huge mm-hmm. sixty thousand, um, mm-hmm. and it's about you know a couple of thousand, and it's, mm. yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay. Now let let me because we we're talking about bands and all of that. Let me if you could get any musician, living or dead, um, who would be in your dream band? And I mean, we just talked about you just mentioned something about you know having to play, but who would be your dream band if you could just pick a couple of artists um, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> from different you know living or dead you know put together your dream band right now? Who what would okay. it consist of, or who would it consist of? I'd probably have um, Dave Grohl of Foo Fighters on drums because he's just a really energetic, amazingly energetic drummer. Um, Johnny Marr from The Smiths because his melodic guitar lines in The Smiths are... I know that Morrissey to The Smiths' music and the lyrics, but the melodies that Johnny Marr wrote on on lead guitar are just spine-tinglingly good. So I'd have Johnny Marr... um, I'm not sure who I'd have on bass guitar because they'd, if it was someone like Sting, then they'd, they'd be stealing too much attention. So I'm not sure if I'd want Sting. Um, maybe maybe Paul McCartney because then I could just push him out of the way because he's old now as well. So Paul McCartney on bass and then just, uh, I wouldn't feel threatened by him. You know? Oh, you wouldn't feel. Oh, really? You wouldn't feel threatened by Paul McCartney, but you wouldn't want Sting because he'll get all the attention. Probably, yeah. But, um, okay. Okay. And Vanessa, Vanessa May on strings, because that's the only strings player I can think of uh, on Fiola, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, and you know what, speaking about music, how about we play something from Michael Kilby? We'll be back very soon, don't go anywhere, just let's take it, let's listen to this, this is I Want You To
from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. And yes, um, the song that just played was I Want to Belong by Michael Kiobe. And I think I just kind of feel like I just got out of Michael's concert. (laughs) 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 I think I just got out of your concert, like, I want to belong. You know, and I was like, you know, throwing all... That's the feeling I get every time I hear the song. I feel like I'm, you know, filled out stadium, just listening to you, watching you and your band on stage. It's like you're rocking. Totally rocking it out. But, exactly. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, but you know, what is, what is, what, again, you know, there's something really, really, really consistent about your songwriting. And I know that you've gotten quite a lot of rave reviews, you know, from people about your, um, just the depth of your your writing, which I think is, I mean, for someone like, I'm I'm a writer, so I understand what this is about. Um, You, you, the title of the song, I Want to Belong. Mm-hmm. And again, we're, we're going to talk about this song because I feel like I know, it could mean so many things, but it certainly definitely means something else to me. Um, mm-hmm. 
what is this song about? Basically, I mean, you're the writer, so what is the song about? Um, well, first of all, the the idea came to me on I think it was like Christmas Eve two years ago, which is a really strange time to write such a dark song. Um, but it's I think it's it's all about the confusion that I feel in my life as to what I should mm-hmm. be doing. Um, it's there's a lot of irony in there because I don't think the guy singing there really does want to belong because he's talking belong, about exactly. <laughs> He's talking about what it means to belong, which is to have your, you know, your regular job, um, you know, have a family, do everything that you're supposed to do in life. Um, and I think the guy singing, which is me, uh, maybe doubts at times whether whether he's ever going to achieve that, whether that's right for him. Um, but at the same time, although although he's sort of mocking the idea of the the mundane, you know, everyday life, the other part of him does of want to belong to something, wants to belong somewhere. Um, but he doesn't really know where, and so the the result is sort of sort of a, a mixture of contemplative brewing thought and then an explosive sort of anger and frustration where you where you just really had enough mm-hmm. and uh, take all your anger out on the piano, and uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. that's the first time I've ever tried to explain that song, so I'm I'm not sure how how well it came. <laughs> No, but it did come. It, it did come right. It came right across, you know. Because again, like I said, there's something that I feel like it's an ir- really ironic song because really you're, you, you know, you seem like someone who wants to stand out, not really belong, right? Yeah. And then also, it's also like you said, a mockery of everyone who's trying to be, um, you know, go with the crowd and you know, mm-hmm. for, you know, just conform to society and society's expectation of who you are and who you should be. Either yeah. as a person or as an artist or as a creator. So yes, I do get it. You know, for my own, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I do understand that. And yes, a lot of people tune in listening. And you know, we just launched the chat room for some strange reason. I don't know why the chat room didn't come in. But if you want to, you know, send your contributions, don't forget uh, you can either press one if you're calling in. If you want to call into the show, the number to call is plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six. If you're calling outside the U.S., add plus one. Or if you know if you're in the US, it's at two one five three eight three three seven six six. Or send your contributions to the chat room, and of course your messages will be read on the show. I see a number of people talking. Um, yeah, but you know, just before we talked about, uh, just before we, uh, just while we're talking about the song, sorry. Um, I'm still getting that feedback too. But let me ask you, what what is the first song you fell in love with? Do you remember the first song you fell in love with? Yeah, I do. It was. Um... She drives me crazy by the fine young cannibals. Um, she drives me crazy. Okay. She drives me crazy. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And I can't help. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That one. Okay. My mum was and it was playing in the back of the car. And then yeah, I think it must be about three or four and just drive me crazy. I was just singing it like a. a, That was my baby voice there. (laughs) Um, yeah, I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> okay, and speaking about moms, let's talk about family, for example. Because you know, do you get to? Um, let me ask you this: What kind of? How did you grow up? What was growing up like? Um, you know, how was was growing? What was growing up like? Um, how how's your family in terms of how they feel about you as an artist? I mean, who mm-hmm. who's? I mean, do they support 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 you or? You know, what are their thoughts? Oh, I think someone's dialed into the show. Hang on a second, and someone wants to. Um, hello? Just hold on one second, Michael. Okay. Hi. Hello? Hi, how are you? Hi. Hello. I'm hi, thank you. 
Yeah. You know, Hello? I'm, um, hi, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, I can hear you. you know, yes, we can hear you. I'm here, I'm here with my father, and he's really, he's really responding to a lot of this. He grew up in a home uh, with, with immigrant parents who, who really um, had, had been through a very, very hard time themselves, and he had to sort of overcome that burden and that baggage from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd love to just come on and, and, and talk to you a bit about it. Okay. 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 All right. Let me get him on here. Dad, go ahead. Sorry, one second. She's coming to the phone. Hey, yeah, go ahead. My family had bed bugs when we were young. (laughs) Really? My dad called me a moron. (laughs) Okay. My dad never wiped his ass after he took a shit. I had to grow up with the stench of his smelly ass in my face. Whatever that is. Okay, well, um, I don't know. Sometimes you get. Um, anyway, um, I'm actually relieved. That's much much easier to deal with than um, than the question I thought that was going to come from that. So actually, I'll take the talking about. It's easier to cope with. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But uh, so you know, let's. I mean, that 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 gives us a laugh. But anyway, let's talk about back to what we said about family. Mm-hmm. Um, how's your family? You know, in terms of um, your music, how they respond to your music. Um, I think they find it quite strange and bewildering. Um, but they've always been very supportive. Definitely. Um, okay. I've always had mm-hmm. you know, I've always had the musical instrument that I'd need. Um, you know, at my birthday or Christmas, they were always generous with what I needed in terms of my next piece of musical thing. So I've been really lucky like that. Um, I'm the only sort of, I feel like I'm the only creative person um, in the family in that regard. Uh, the rest of my family is sort of very, intelli- very intelligent. Um, I'm not saying I'm not intelligent, but in a more creative way. <laughs> so... Um, so there's always there's always that tension there, a bit of not really under not really understanding. Um, too. Mm-hmm. Considering they don't really understand it, yeah, they're, they're amazingly supportive. So, um, so I can't, yeah, I, I can't uh, talk of any sort of sub story or anything about how I've been, you know, mistreated or anything. Um, but yeah, but I don't. Because of that, we don't have too much in common um, when I talk about music and things because it's such a different sort of a different sort of thing to you know what the things they know and the things they they like. So okay, let, let, let's talk about let's talk about let's talk about your. I mean, you have been able to sort of build a certain fan base, right? Uh, you've been able to acquire quite a lot of loyal followers online. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, social media right now is pretty much the future. Um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been connected to you if I wasn't even online. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm all the way in Lagos, Nigeria. I'm all the way in Lagos, Nigeria, right? And you're all the way in London, and so somehow, yeah. you know, it's been able. It's become a global village, and it's connected, and it's connected. You to quite a number of loyal diehard fans. I remember because a lot of people are tweeting and retweeting, and they can't wait to hear you. Let me ask you, what is the relationship you have with your fans? How do you interact with your fans? You know? um, well, it's, it's really quite natural to me because I'm sure that a lot of artists, they get to a point where they have to sort of try and maintain contact with their fans. But for me, it's really natural because, 
because I am a loner, like we talked about earlier. So when um, <laughs> when people relate relate or connect with my music, I consider them closer to me than most people I've met in my life because they know me for my the purest part of me, which is my music. So um, I spend a lot of time, you know, I've, I've, I think I had a couple of weeks this year where I had a break and I didn't reply to any messages. But other than that, um, I reply to every every single message because um, because I enjoy it really. It's, these are the these are the people I belong with because they identify with my music. So it's um, it's never really an effort for me to do that. It's it's probably the best part of what I do. Um, and also because it's behind a screen and like a mobile phone, it's it suits me as well. So I'm I'm hidden away from the world, but I'm I'm connected at the exactly. same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much like you know that's pretty much almost like me. Some I mean recently, like you know, especially being the kind of job that I do, being an actor and all of that. I stopped going out to major, and again, I, you know, sometimes you're there. The amazing thing about social media is like you're in, you're in the faces of people. You're actually out there, but you're not there. So mm-hmm. you kind of still feel yeah. like you're guarding your ministry and all of that, that I can understand that. But let me mm-hmm. ask you this. Even with that, you still have kind of a bunch of crazy people online. That's true. You're going to have a couple mm-hmm. of people who are going to follow you and who probably just hit, you know, do you get to have, do you have mean fans? Do you have people who send you messages and go, oh, your stuff is crap? Or they go like, oh, please, what's that about? You know, can you stop seeing, you know, do you have that? Because we all, people have hate, mm. like, you know, so do you have people like that who just are um, me? Unfortunately not at the moment. And I, I say unfortunately not because I think <laughs> it's a sign of, uh, it's a sign of, you know, widespread success when you have a lot of haters, I think, because mm. everyone, you know, it's human nature, a lot of people hate people that are successful. So I get one or two messages every now and then. <laughs> Um, I had one recently mm-hmm. which I shared with my followers, which was um, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this, but um, yeah, it, go ahead. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what time it is in America, and I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be uh, responsible. <laughs> so, um, but something about why are you following me, you effing bender, something. Um, and I just shared it with my community on Twitter. Took a screenshot, and he. He then said, oh, my friend took my phone. Oh, my God, I'm, I didn't say that. And then I felt really guilty because I thought, oh, I've just, you know, I, I'm sure he didn't mean to say I'm a effing something, but, and then I embarrassed mm-hmm. him, so then I felt bad for embarrassing him. So this is the problem when you're, when you're hypersensitive like I am. Um, you know, you're just uh, always feeling bad about things. Um, so, yeah, I don't have many. <laughs> I don't have enough haters yet. So if there are any haters out there, um, please do come on board to make me feel like I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually, there's some people who don't have it. Okay, but I do understand what you're trying, <laughs> what you're trying you know to what say. I mean. Yeah. Okay, but let me ask Yeah, I get what you're saying, though. Uh, but let me ask you, what would you say is the craziest thing a fan or a follower um, would probably have done, you know, has done to you, for you? Um, because, again, yeah, I'm listening, sorry. Uh, a tattoo. This was actually my first band uh, when I was about 19 or 20. I formed a band called Harrison Hope um, before going to being solo artist. But it was a uh, it was a lot like what I do now. But we just had a band name rather than my solo name. Mm-hmm. Um, and she got the initials HH, the band initials tattooed on her on her hip, I think. Um, really? And yeah, she got a, a full blown tattoo on her hip, not quite big as well. Um, she was, you know, she was a great oh, wow. friend and supporter back then. But of course, she doesn't talk to me now because I've changed the band name. <laughs> so, 
she's got a hit that says HH, and I'm I'm MK now, and I don't know um, I don't know what to say about that. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's probably the crazy. Okay. Thing. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you know what? How about we take a quick commercial break? Uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll be back. Just. Uh, Are you a registered member of Alex's Block Community, ABC? Then what are you waiting for? Join now to receive updates and all activities on Alexander and her naked thoughts at www.alexokoroji.net to contribute, interact with other interesting ABC users, and win special giveaways. QTAB Events, your one-stop shop for A-class events and entertainment, international artist management and promotion, logistics management, project management, and brand enhancement, with affiliates across South Africa, UK, Benin Republic, Togo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, and Cameroon. Won't you rather let our dynamic team treats you like the respectable clients that you are, taking away the stress from your business. Taking away the stress from your business. Conversation. We've had some laughs and <laughs> some crazy time too, as well, at the show. And you know how it is. It's very unscripted. We keep it real. We tell it like it is. Uh, it's all about straight talk. You know, no pretense, no cover up, nothing. And, um, you know, just before we went on the commercial break, I was talking to Michael about his, um, Michael Field Day, about his, um, just basically his family and, you know, how what they think about his music, as well as his fans. And uh, we talked quite a bit about that. Uh, Michael, hi, mm-hmm. are you there? Hello, I'm I'm here. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you. Let me let me ask, let me ask you something, and I I, I kind of feel like I already have an answer though. What is your favorite color? This is just totally out of the blue. It's not a question that I ask people, but I have a reason why I'm asking you this. What is your favorite color? color? Oh, I'm not sure I have one. I mean, 
I, I, I like wearing t-shirts. I've got a lot of t-shirts, and there are loads of different colors. Uh, got you know, I like my r- really red, blue. Um, maybe uh, blue is a bit of an obvious one, but I'd probably say a kind of green, like a lime green. No, not a lime green. Really? I've got like a Snoopy shirt, which I love wearing, which is just maybe because it's really comfortable, but it's a really, uh, it's like a really light green color. Um, but I'm sorry to let you down. I really don't know if I have a favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, no, you, actually, you surprised me because I kind of thought you were going to say something like black or white. Oh, I, like wear, I, I wear black clothes, yeah, most of the time. Black jeans. I know. And black jeans. <laughs> I know. But, a, I noticed a monochrome. Um, I yeah. noticed a monochrome, you know, that's really synonymous with everything that you do. Like, for example, if you go to your website, it's mm-hmm. all black and white. If you go to your videos, they're all black and white. Like, yeah. you understand, every, your pictures are all, like, totally monochrome. So yeah. I figured, like, this is pretty, pretty much an old soul. Like, I've never seen a color. Like, maybe mm-hmm. I'm looking in the wrong place, but I've never really seen a color on you. So I gotta. That's why I ask. I don't usually ask people the questions like, "What's your favorite?" I want to ask because I guess. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. I I have to thank my my branding team that's done all my branding for me. Um, My branding team doesn't exist, by the way. It's just me. Um, But yeah, I think (laughs) black and white is uh, it's just simple and it's uh, moody. Mm -hmm. I think there's a saying that. when you when you capture someone in black and white, you capture their soul or something. I don't know. It sounds a bit oh wow, fast. Right. Um, whereas photos in color. So yeah, I don't know. There's something just a bit more. I don't know. It's it's simple and effective, and yeah, mm. that's the way I like it. Hi Michelle. Were you going to say something, Michelle? Sorry, I just got you. I just no, I'm just enjoying you. the yes. conversation. I had oh, the Michelle's still there. Yeah. Great. Oh yes. <laughs> I just had to let, you know, you said about, you know, the colors because I'm a t-shirtaholic. So it's hard to pick a color. Oh, you're a t-shirtaholic. Well. Irish, so, you know, blue and green, Irish green, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm i a, you know, all t-shirts, all different colors, you know, writing, things, you know, different things. It's, let me I, ask you, know, Michelle, where are you calling from? From Chicago. Oh, you're all the way in Chicago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I used to live in Arizona, and that was the biggest mm-hmm. mistake was moving from there. But it's funny <laughs> because my mom and I were already have our plans on moving to England in about a year uh, oh. because I have so many friends over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And, okay. Uh, so I'm used to the rain. You know, they tell me all about, you know, the application process and all that. I mean, is you know, so it's just a. I find it to be a very fascinating country. I don't know how much you've traveled, Michael. I mean, have you traveled a lot to different um, places? Quite a, not as much as I'd like to, but I have been to quite a fair few. But I've been to the states um, once or twice. I've been to parts of Europe. I haven't been to Asia or um, or Australia or or Africa. Like or Africa. Or Africa. No, but um, that that'll <laughs> happen. World tour. World tour. Two thousand. Eighteen maybe. Six, no, why eighteen? What about sixteen? Oh, Walter. Wow. Yeah, Walter. Walter. Sorry, I I forgot what year we were in. Well, I thought we were in two thousand seven. So maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know we're in two thousand. We're in two thousand seventeen. See, you're way ahead of us. Like you're way ahead of time. Like. <laughs> I'm jumping trouble. the line. Yeah. 
<laughs> I know. Oh, so you thought it was 2017 and you're in 2018. Okay, fine, cool. Uh, so let me ask you, now let me ask you this. If you could go back in time, what would you do differently? Oh, wow. Do you feel like it's something that you probably would have done differently? Is that for me or Michelle, the question? <laughs> that's for you. That's, that's a, a long-winded <laughs> question. Okay. That could be a uh, long you know, story. That's, what... <laughs> that's for you, Michael. Um, what? It's a really, I don't think so. Everything I've done has put me where I am now, and, and even things I've done which I, you know, or friendships I've held on to that I shouldn't have or things, they've always ended up giving me a song or giving me some kind of artistic nudge. So even the bad bad times, um, you know, have propelled a lot of my art. So it's very difficult to just say, you know, I I regret something. I mean, yeah. So I, I mean, I regret not being more outgoing in my the early part of my twenties. You know, you to be in music, you're supposed to network. You're supposed to be out there meeting people every night. Uh, you know, that's not me. I'm mm-hmm. afraid. So. If that's the price of success because I'm not prepared to network, then so be it, and um, I'll just enjoy my, you know, my underground network of supporters. But um, yeah, you know, I, I could have been more outgoing and more. But no, I don't. I don't regret anything, really. <laughs> okay, let's talk about. Uh, let me ask you about the Sea Queens. Let's talk about the Sea Queens for a while. Let's just talk about them. Who are the Sea Queens? Oh, they are dangerous. They are a dangerous um, <laughs> group of uh, female supporters. We've got seafarers as well for the guys, but I think we've only got a couple oh, really? of seafarers. Oh. Um, yeah, they're like uh, they they met around my music. They're basically just you know the the community that I built when I first went on Twitter really with my music. And um, they formed friendships amongst themselves, not just with me, but amongst themselves. And um, the name Sea Queens comes from one of my recent songs called Queen of the Sea. So uh, I made a competition Mm -hmm. to come up with a name, and um, Alexis came up with the name Sea Queens, and that was the name that won. Um, But basically, yeah, what's terrifying about the Sea Queens is that they've now got the power to (laughs) defeat the king. Because they're so friendly with each other that they can now... They're a powerful force, and you know they don't even need me anymore. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm, I see it for my life. No, I'm joking, of course. Um, but yeah, basically they're like they're like a sisterhood, a sisterhood, and um, and it's great. They met through my music, and they you know they they Skype each other. They um, you know they're all Facebook friends. So it's like it's, it's our own little community which we've made. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. It takes a certain, you know, type to be a sea queen. You have to be, you know, really passionate about about the music and about everything. So you're welcome to join, Alex and Michelle and anyone else. Well, you know, I was just going to say, you know, life is about learning from mm-hmm. your bad experiences and moving forward because if you live in your past life, it, it's just going to always haunt you. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very... Damaging to do that. I know you've got to keep. That's right. Stay in the. I presence. lived there for a long time, and yeah. it took me years to move forward, until literally lightning probably stuck me in the butt, mm-hmm. <laughs> and woke me up and oh. said, "You know what? You're Irish strong. You need to get up. You need to get going. Get out into the light and move forward and be the strong person that you really are meant to be." Mhm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's very true, Michelle. 
true. Very true. Okay. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, we don't have so much time left in the show. Uh, we need to wrap it. But let me ask you: Do you feel like Michael? Do you feel like if you were a woman, things would be different with your career? Do you feel like there would have been anything different? I mean, what if Michael was a woman? Would your music be different? Do you feel like your music would have a different uh, feel? Wow, that's or really interesting do you feel like question. It would still be the same? Um, no, I think it'd be the same. My voice just might be even higher, even higher than it is now with the falsetto. Um, no, I think, I think they'd be the same. It's very difficult to imagine, but I think they'd be the same sort of, you know, uh, sense of angst and sort of, I don't think I'd, it would be any, any different really. Um, I'd have to be like Blondie or someone or, um, Courtney Love, <laughs> Courtney Love. Kirk Cobain's ex-wife. But, yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, but but let me ask you. um, So, you named your EP Indigo, right? Um, Yeah. Is there any, I mean, you could have called it anything else. I mean, you named it after the song Indigo, but why did you call that? Why did you name that EP Indigo? Um, well, to be honest, I'm I'm desperately trying to raise funds to get into the studio and record a really mm-hmm. professional record. Um, everything that I've recorded and released so far in my life has been recorded in a bedroom with a friend, you know, on limited studio equipment. Um, so I've never mm-hmm. had that, you know, that quality production that you hear on the radio with with stuff. So it's it's um, I'm quite proud that the songs stand up as they do at the moment, but I believe they can sound a lot lot better. So when I released that EP, it was more about just a, a taster of um, of what I'm about, just so, you know, a four-track sampler that people can download free and share with their friends just to sort of get the word out about my music. Um, and because Indigo was the, the first sort of song I put up and it had been received really well, uh, it just made sense to call the EP name that because it's, um, I think it's quite intriguing and it, it's, just a, it's just a nice word, really, and um, it just suits the... It sets the tone for what I'm about, really. I think that song, in terms of uh, things. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, so uh, if- I'm definitely building up the friend alert. You have been sent to every friend I know in this entire planet. Oh, amazing! Thank you, Michelle. That's really that's and that's really probably special. about seventy people so far. And amazing. of course, they're sending it on to their friends and so forth. Incredible. Well, that's that's a powerful thing, word of mouth that way. So thank you so much for doing that, Michelle. That is the, You're welcome. pretty much the best way to um, to get my music out exactly. there. Exactly. So thank you. That's how, you know, other people, yeah. you know, started with me, you know, mm-hmm. you know, with things and stuff. And, you know, I believe in passing on, you know, that and asking other people, even, you know, when it lost dogs or things like that, you know, I just promote things. As soon as I see it, I promote it. You know, it's just just part of my net and my my personality. It's very kind of you to do that, Michelle. Thank you. You're very welcome. It's been a very pleasure and, talking and, to you and and hearing all your about your life. I'm I'm glad it's been interesting. I hope it has in some way. <laughs> yes, it has. It has. And, <laughs> and thank you so much, Michelle, for you know just being really supportive and. You know, just also using this opportunity. I mean, you do really have a lot of people. I think that's really very important. You know, whatever anyone's doing, whether it's business or, you know, the creative arts, word of mouth is 
very powerful. That people can say, oh, this person is a great artist or actor or painter or writer or whatever it is. You need to check out this person's stuff. And it's funny because, you know, it's also someone who is very passionate about your, your work. I think Lisa and rather, I think she was the one who went like, you know, he'll be great to get on, you know, he'll be great for your show. He's really, his music, you should listen, check him out. You know, she sent me the link. So um, it's nice that you have, you know, that community of people who actually really do think that you have great stuff. And they're willing to share it with as many people as there's nothing like, you know, having people um, to share um, all of you. So, but just before we wrap the show, uh, let me, let's take, let's take one of your songs. Let's take another song and um, uh, we'll be back. This is Many Moons Ago. Good choice. By Michael Children. Thank you for. Uh, Hi. I'm glad you played that one last. Uh, 
you're, you're going to play that one, yeah? Kind of I'm feel like, oh, last, my God, yeah, I it's, it's coming to the twilight <laughs> of the show. We're coming to the twilight, and the moon is, you know, coming out, and it's just, uh, it was a nice mm-hmm. choice. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. And I love yeah. playing that. And, you know, it just, it just kind of felt like, you know, I don't want to, like, I kind of just want to wrap up. Like, I don't want to have to say anything anymore. I just want to go chill. It's such a feel-good song. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, the lyrics are a little bit, you know, again, very dark. But mm-hmm. just, I think the music, you know, the musicality, the instrumentation of the song. And that takes mm-hmm. me to something I really want to talk to you and thing that I just remembered. You know, those questions are not scripted, so we're just having conversation. Yeah. Um, you're a musician, you know, I, I, I like to use the word, I know, yes, you say you're a singer, but you really are a musician because you do play musical instruments, right? Yes, yeah, on that recording, um, or most of my recordings, I play all the instruments apart from the drums, um, which, going, going back to your question, do I have any regrets? Yes, not learning the drums. <laughs> so there we go. Um, but yeah, so I play the bass, I play the acoustic guitar and the lead parts. I think when you're the creator of a song, you always know what that song needs better than anyone else is going to know, really, unless you know, great bands that have had great chemistries and and um, partnerships. But generally, if you have a vision and it's your sort of soul and your melody, you're going to know what other layers mm-hmm. you want to have on it. So mm-hmm. is it, ideally, I'd probably like to be able to have six hands and play a, a couple of other things live, but it's mm-hmm. not possible. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so... Um, so you do play the, the you play the guitar, right? You play that. You play the guitar and you play the yeah. piano. Yeah, only recently okay. the piano. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. I was living in East London. And, uh, there was an there was an old piano there, and I just started teaching myself over the last two years. So um, I love it. Wow! Wow! And and that's you know what I find really amazing. And let me explain to you why one why I like to do this kind of shows. Um, I think what's really interesting is, you know, having to talk to people who are self-taught, you know, who teach themselves, you know, self, who mentor themselves, who help themselves, who who basically know how to use what they have or what they've got, you know, to basically um, push themselves and express themselves. And, you know, I don't really want to be talking to someone who is, I mean, don't get me wrong, but, you know, it's it's interesting to see how self-sufficient you've been music-wise. You having to play all of those instruments, write your songs, and shoot them, and still, and it still has its original, you know, there's, there's something very original about it. This is real original piece of art. As opposed Thank to you. listen, and I know you did, you did say something that you would love a situation where you could go into the studio and, yeah. you know, have all the professional but you know sometimes you know how it is when you're cooking food i put yeah, all the spice yeah. and it just goes you know doesn't taste as good as you know so there's something very raw yeah raw, raw about it, very naked mm-hmm. very naked yeah. about your music very raw and unfiltered about your music and very emotive and that's what i like about it and the fact yeah. that you know you're this talented you know as an artist you do all of these things and, and i think that would also motivate those who are listening, I'm sure there's so many talented people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to make it to Jenistan, but then sometimes they give up on their dreams. You know, they yeah, don't want yeah. to because they they feel like they don't have the what they need, or they don't have they they're not in a position 
so to speak, yeah. to be able to. But I said something recently. I wrote a post on my blog, and I said, "Look, success isn't really trying to leave somebody else's dream. Do you understand? Yeah. Success isn't really trying to be um, a bono or you know whoever, whatever artist. Sometimes, sometimes success really is just you putting all your plans to actions and actually seeing your dream come true yeah. gradually. You know, so." Yeah. So I think that's really, really, I think that's really successful. The fact that you're doing what you're doing. I'm here in Nigeria, and I can I can acknowledge that. Do you understand? I'm yeah, in Africa. I can acknowledge that, and, and people listening to it, and I enjoy. It. And I actually and Michelle's see, you in know, America. what's amazing about. <laughs> yeah, and Michelle's in America exactly. <laughs> We're covering the whole the whole so you globe. See? Yeah, I'm Not on exactly. here the whole time. I wouldn't miss this for the world. Come on. I, I did say in terms this of this has really brightened my day, really has. I'm very pleased. Um, but in terms I have of, to have full grand Friday, so I really need the supper lifter. Yeah, it just really helped. Good. I'm very very pleased to hear that. Um, I was just going to say, going back to Alex's question about playing instruments, um, if you just put aside five minutes a day, I think five minutes a day at something you love or want to be able to do, but you don't believe you can do it, just five minutes a day mm-hmm. each day. Um, that's what I did with the piano, really, over the last two years, and just gradually, you just you do you do pick things up. Um, obviously, everyone has different learning speeds, but you know, I think if anyone wants to do something enough, that you, you know, you can do it with um, with just a little bit, a little bit of commitment each day to it. Yes, so. I I agree with you. I mean, I mean, this is very inspiring. I mean, last week on my show, I had um, an amazing guest, and he's you know he's blind. And, you know, just to have, you know, disabled men who blogs and writes and, you know, he's a blind man, but he's a blind blogger and he's an author and he's doing all of these things. And then I ask myself and I look at people and I say, what is your excuse, you know? So so just like you said right now, is there something that you really want to do and then you feel like, you know, you can take just five minutes a day and, you know, imagine investing five minutes every day and then mm-hmm. see how, you know, how you grow and how you learn how to. Okay, just before we wrap the show, just one last question before we wrap the show today. Uh, Lenny, what would you say it takes, you know, what would you say it takes to rise above the waves? You know, I had to take a little bit of that. I mean, what do you feel? Do you feel like there's a magical formula for success? How do you think one can, you know, just rise above the waves of indigo? Like, how do you feel? What would you say? What last message would you say to People who are out there um, who are still trying to figure out um, who they are, what their dreams okay. are, how to go about chasing their dreams. I think you're I think the fact that you're even able to, there are a lot of people who are talented who mm-hmm. would even pick up a guitar or who will write a song who just feel like, you know, it's a lost cause. Like, you know, I, I don't know, this, there's nothing going to come out of this. But mm-hmm. to see you push this every day and do what you're doing and constantly interacting with your fans and people and pushing out your music. That's mm-hmm. something to Emily. So what would you say, you know, to those who, what do you, what would you say to someone who's feeling depressed, who feels like, you know, uh, I, I'm, I've given up. What would you, what, what would be your message to them? Um, what I try and do is try and uh, not build a mental image of myself based on the past. Um, just try and step into, I'm reading a lot of Eckhart Tolle, who's a, uh, spiritual teacher talks about the importance of now and how when we are really in the present moment there really are no problems and there's no real depression unless we allow the past again to cloud who we think we are so um i'd say just I, I, there's no simple so there's no simple answer when when you're feeling low i mean i of all people know that um 
but I'd mm-hmm. say yeah, just try to set don't don't identify yourself with with your mind or the memories in your life or you know things that have happened because although they're part of you know your history, they don't define who you actually are. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah. And in the now, we can do things differently. Like a lot of people say, I used to say, oh, I can't, when I perform in front of an audience, I always have to close my eyes. Um, I'm not that kind of mm-hmm. person. And my singing teacher said, um, no, you've just said something interesting there. You've said, I'm not that kind of person. But in the present moment, you can do mm-hmm. something differently. And it's very true. We tell ourselves, mm-hmm. oh, we can't do this because we, we base it on our past. Um, but, you know, a lot of things, if you just sort of look at the now and where we are now, you can do things differently in many in many regards. So it's never too late to change something or, or do something. Okay. That's my my Jerry Springer. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you so much. Michelle, you're gonna say something. No, I said it's just that okay. that's such a true statement. That's such a true statement. Yeah. Right. To the fullest. Okay. Okay, Michael. Thank you so much. Michael, I hope you're gonna go you know, I'd love to have you back on the show some other time. Maybe when we're going for your, maybe when it's your world tour. Who knows? Yeah, definitely. Maybe when you'll be coming. To you. <laughs> when I've left my bedroom. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We'd like to have you back on the show. You can tell us about your progress and what's happening, where you are right now, and you know where you are right now definitely. in your relationships, for example, or. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or the world tour, you know, a new album, you know, the full length album right now. And we're here gonna be supporting you as always. Make sure you Amazing. stay in touch. Um and it was really it was really, 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 really awesome having you on the show and you just, you know, sparing us your time and sharing with us, taking us into your world. I'm so glad that you're able to strip yourself on the show thank with us. You so thank much. you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very um, thank, much. Thank you, Michelle, as well, and thank you to all your listeners in Africa and everyone listening in New York. And um, you should uh, see a pledge. And shout out to all the sea queens. And yeah. Yes. (laughs) All the sea queens. All right, Michelle. Thank you you so much, Michelle. You just got a pledge. Calling in. (laughs) Yeah. You just got a pledge. Thank you so much, Michelle. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. I said you just got a pledge. (laughs) Yes. Yes. A pledge on your site. From patron. I'm, oh, amazing. Thank oh, you, Michelle. Thank you. You're very welcome. Sorry, I didn't know. I thought you were talking to Alex about her show. I was confused. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. so you just got a pledge on your side. Oh, well. Oh, yes. One well, more thing. Sorry, well, you Michael, know. You never know. We, you'll get you out of <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. That's amazing. You're welcome. Thank you for your time. No problem. Okay, Michael, just one more thing. Where do we find you? I mean, we need to know where to find you. For those listening, they need to know where to find you, your site. Okay, I'm What's on your Facebook? website. Twitter, Instagram, all of that, but it's um, the best place is my website, it's just michaelkilby.com, so that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-K-I-L-B-E-Y, K-I-L-B-E-Y, um, dot com, michaelkilby.com. Okay, thank you so much, Michael, for, you know, for honoring us and for being on the show, we had, I had such an awesome time. I love it, thank um, you. Okay. Okay, guys, if you're just tuning in, uh, that was such an amazing conversation with Michael Kilby. Um, and, of course, if you want to find Michael, make sure you go to his official website, www.michaelkilby.com. 
And, of course, you can, you know, connect to his um, social media from there. You can connect to him on Twitter. He's on Twitter as well, at Michael Kilby. And you can find him on Facebook and uh, connect with him, listen to his stuff. You can listen to his music, watch his videos, and, you know, make a pledge, whatever else it is, and um, interact with him and, of course, join the community as well. It's been such an interesting uh, conversation, getting to know him, and also learning a couple of things, you know, from – uh, Michael's journey as well as his thoughts about life and just how he sees himself as an artist and um, his influences and his inspiration and all of that. And, you know, we had such a great laugh. And, of course, Michelle also, um, you know, it was really nice of us. We don't have to call into the show. And, of course, support Michael. And, um, you know, that's what The Naked Talk is about. It's all about real, authentic conversations to empower um, our minds. Uh, well, it's been an awesome talk Wednesday and I'm looking forward to Friday Radio Special. On Friday, we're going to have another guest of the show. I can't wait to speak with Monique Humberg. Monique Humberg is going to be live all the way from Sydney, Australia. Uh, she is um, a film journalist, a writer, an inspirational leader, and she's also the founder of Rise Regardless. Yes. So, you know, Monique is all about inspiring people. She's such an amazing, sweet person. And it's nice to have an inspirational leader as well as the founder of Rise Regardless. On the show on Friday, all the way from Sydney, Australia, we're going to be chatting with Monique and getting some inspiration, you know, just basically talking about life and what it would take, you know, just how to rise regardless of circumstances. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to the show on Friday, same time, 9 p.m. GMT. Um, make sure you check your local time zone. Um, it'll be awesome to have Monique here on the show. And it was great having Mike, Michael Kilby here and Michelle all the way um, in Chicago. Uh, well, um, if you're just tuning in, don't forget if you missed any part of the show, you can always come back and listen to the archived show. Or you can catch us on Stitcher. Um, we're syndicating on Stitcher iTunes and uh, tune in radio as well. Or you can go to my official website, www.alexocurgy.me. And uh, catch the podcast there, and you can find a, lot, a whole lot more about me. And you can also visit my blog, and just make sure you click on blog and read my articles. Uh, I write about love, life, inspiration, sex, reality. And, uh, yeah, and, of course, if you've got, uh, you want some talk therapy, don't forget you can call in. Uh, you can connect with Ask Alex. If you want to ask Alex something, you need a listening ear, someone to talk to, someone to listen to, um, to you. And you want, uh, you know, um, you want you want to find clarity. You want uh, to empower your mind as well as uh, help yourself uh, find awareness and a presence of mind. Don't forget we can connect. Don't forget, go to www.alexcrozy.me, me as an M-E, <laughs> me. And, yes, you'll find uh, everything that you want to know about me. And let's connect. I'm also on Twitter. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at alexcrozy. I'll follow you back. Uh, well, it's been an awesome talk Wednesday, and it was nice of you to stay locked up, stay locked down here. And I know that we did play Many Moon, but uh, how about I play one last song for Michael, even though he's, you know, and uh, we'll be out. So this is Mr. Fall from Sky by Michael Kilby. Your heart get in your way No, you'll never take a dream from us Cause
Talk with Alex, of course. 